We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Transforming to Principal, episode 114 with Eric Heiser. Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. It's hiring season all across the country and time to dust off your interview questions. Go to transformativeprincipal.org to download 10 interview questions to find the best teachers. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am very excited to have Eric Heiser with me. He is the executive director of the Sturgis Charter Public School, which is a non-selective IB for all public school in Hyannis, Massachusetts. Eric has held leadership positions in four American international schools that offer the International Baccalaureate. Eric has presented workshops on IB access, college readiness, redesigning the American high school at several regional, state, national, and international conferences. In addition, Eric is the president of the board of the Massachusetts Center for Charter Public School Excellence, a board member of the Massachusetts Charter Public School Association, and an international baccalaureate consultant and site visitor. Sturgis Charter Public School is a ranked the number one school in Massachusetts and is number 36 in the nation. So I'm pretty excited to have Eric on the show. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on. And is there anything else that I missed that you'd like to state about yourself? No, uh, that uh, was fine. Uh, I'm excited to to, uh, be here and uh, to chat with you. Well, great. I'm excited too. So I've had a little bit of experience working with International Baccalaureate programs. The school district where I was uh, an administrator first had a IB program at one high school and a middle years program at a middle school. And I was in the district office helping them work through the application and accreditation process on that. Can you talk a little bit about what IB is 
to get us started so that people know what you're focusing on? The International Baccalaureate Program has four uh, separate programs, uh, one called the Primary Years Program, which is basically uh, U.S. grade levels, approximately K K through 5, and then the Middle Years Program, which is uh, grades 6 through 10, and then the Diploma Program, which was the original International Baccalaureate Program, the uh, IB Diploma Program, and that is grades 11 and 12 as far as U.S. grade levels. And then the, the career program, and uh, that uh, is a new program that just started a few years ago and allows students to, who are in vocational technical kinds of programs to also uh, earn a, an, an IB certificate. So the IB is a rigorous uh, university preparation program, um, and I'm basically going to be speaking about the IB diploma program. Uh, which uh, our school has been doing since uh, 2004. And the IB is a program that's taught around the world. And uh, I'm not sure how many uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, students are in, involved, but uh, it's quite an extensive program. And uh, in my view, it's uh, the, the best uh, preparation for university available. So that's uh, one of the reasons our school has decided to join the program uh, about uh, 12 or 13 years ago. So tell me a little bit about what makes it the best preparation program for college. How is it different than like AP courses and things like that? The IB program is a whole conception of a program. Basically, the, the IB diploma asks students to do uh, rigorous courses in six subjects, uh, three at the higher level and three at the standard level. And many colleges and universities look at these, uh, the rigor of these courses as being similar to uh, advanced placement courses. And uh, in addition to these rigorous courses, uh, these six rigorous courses, there are three more additional requirements. Um, The theory of knowledge course, uh, basically how do we know what we know? And, uh, and an extended essay of uh, 12 to 15 pages and to 4,000 words, an involvement in uh, creative uh, action and uh, service uh, activities that the students uh, decide that they want to become involved in. So it's a whole broad, balanced preparation for university and for life, actually. And so it's rather than the concept of the AP program uh, in most schools where students take individual courses, it's a more of a full diploma program. And uh, although students may opt for taking individual courses and not the full diploma program, the the heart of the program is the the IB diploma uh, and uh, the full program. So that's how it uh, may differ from AP in some ways. Another way is that uh, there's a variety of ways, I think. The IB uh, courses uh, basically are assessed in that Students uh, gain points for what they know rather than losing points for what they don't know or don't get correct. And so there are very few multiple choice questions. Uh, There's only one small section of one exam. And so um, most of the uh, assessment is via essay or oral performance 
So we, the assessments are different for IB from uh, advanced placement. So I don't know if it's a misconception or not, but one of the ideas is that a IB diploma program is um, just focused on those who really are interested in taking that, whereas your school promotes IB for all. What is what does that mean? You said some kids can take just a few courses, but you're trying to get IB for all at your school. What does that mean? So the, w- the way we define IB for all is we do not offer any non-IB courses in grades 11 and 12. So all students in 11th and 12th grade take all of their coursework in the IB, and that includes uh, students with special needs. And even some students with special needs have earned their IB diploma. And everything we do in ninth and 10th grade is IB prep. And so since all students are going to be going into the uh, IB diploma program, we uh, make sure that uh, they're very well prepared uh, with their coursework in, in grade nine and 10. So the unusual part of that is, and, and I think our school got in on the ground floor of uh, what might be called IB for all, is that all students do all their coursework in the IB diploma program, where most schools that have IB diploma programs, a limited number of students go into the program. And uh, most schools, uh, they have uh, kind of selective prerequisites uh, to allow students uh, admission into the IB program, whereas uh, uh, we don't have any prerequisites whatsoever. So a student who got uh, a D or 65 uh, in uh, history in 10th grade goes into the IB history course in the grade 11 or um, either standard or higher level. We we allow students to challenge themselves uh, and to Quite often, we find that students kind of grow into uh, their commitment to to becoming, uh, one of our phrases is becoming all that they can be. So that's how we look at it at IB for all. And the uh, the IB itself uh, has really started to emphasize uh, over the past several years, uh, opening access to all students uh, to uh, admission into the international baccalaureate courses and the diploma program. So uh, the IB actually is putting a lot of emphasis now on opening access. And so uh, we've been doing it for the past 11 or 12 years. And so we host a lot of visitors uh, from schools, usually somewhere between 20 and 30 school visits a year will we host. And and we do a lot of workshops for other schools too. And a variety of uh, uh, professional development uh, presentations um, uh, regarding uh, access to uh, maybe non-traditional or diverse learners in the IB program. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I love that approach of, of everybody takes it. There are no non-IB courses for grades 11 and 12. When I was working with that school district in doing a middle years program at the middle school, they were emphasizing that as well, that it's not just for some elite group of kids, but it's for everybody. And that school had a gifted and talented program within it uh, where kids were bused from around the district to that school. And the middle years program's goal was to unify the two groups of students, the boundary students and the gifted and talented kids, by providing them all with a highly rigorous education, which I thought was was very commendable. And the other thing I like about IB is that it seems to 
bring everybody in and is very inclusive of even special ed students in grades 11 and 12, which, you know, making sure that they are given those challenges and given an opportunity to achieve at that level. And as you said, grow into their commitment is really an exciting thing. And I'm really pleased to hear you you provide that. We've been actively involved in, in the whole area of inclusive education. And one of our special ed coordinators was on the IB Worldwide Committee to develop the a guide to inclusive education in the IB. And uh, we have pretty extensive uh, bit of information on our website about uh, supporting special needs students in, in the IB program. And uh, we have some you know, video recordings of uh, students being interviewed and, and, and that sort of thing, and also some documents um, on our website to, that describe the kinds of things that we're doing to support uh, all students, including special needs students uh, in the IB. And uh, we, we also are involved in uh, Skype conversations with schools uh, about supporting special needs students uh, in the IB. Um, and some of those are schools uh, here in the United States and others are international schools uh, from around the world. And uh, so uh, we've been pretty active in in this whole area of uh, helping schools understand how to support uh, all students in the IB. Yeah. You know, that's a a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And it's always good to see when schools are finding ways to bring students with special needs up, regardless of what those challenges may be. And it's just great that you're doing that. When you think about a typical high school and even your high school, what are the the challenges that, that we face as a general public education entity about educating our students? And how can we improve that and make that and make our high schools better than what they currently are? Well, that's a big question. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think um, we like to start off with, uh, you know, some guiding points uh, and um, kind of a vision for that would then drive everything else. And so, of course, our mission is IB for all. But uh, the other pieces of that, uh, additional pieces to that, uh, mission would be to help each student uh, strive to maximize their own individual potential and to be the best they can be uh, each and every day, each and every year. That's what we're hoping uh, to help students uh, do. And the other phrase that we use is uh, student learning is why we're here. And so student learning should drive every decision that uh, we make uh, how does this impact student learning uh, is a question that we'll frequently ask because it's student learning that is why schools exist. And we've started moving away from the term teach and uh, started using the words uh, create learning because I think uh, if one sees as an educator, a teacher or other uh, type of educator, if one sees our role as the responsibility is creating learning in students rather than teaching, I think uh, that puts the emphasis in the right place. And uh, school should be about the the students and student learning, not about the adults in the building. And uh, it's our job as adults in the building 
to uh, create learning to maximize student potential. And so those are the, the kind of the guiding principles that we use in, in our school. And uh, so some of the other things that we talk about is uh, the new three R's, getting away from the ancient history when I was in school of uh, the three R's of reading, writing, arithmetic, and the rigor relevance and relationships and we're able to have the external accountability with the IB with all students preparing uh, in all courses for the IB assessments and so that there's a you know a guiding endpoint that we're trying to uh, get each student to uh, realize their potential in each IB course but also then helping each day uh, helping uh, students understand what they're learning today and how it's relevant to their life. Because if students see that, why are we doing this? And what's the connection to me personally? They'll probably be much more motivated to, to follow through in learning it. And uh, finally, uh, relationships. Um, we have two high schools of, of 400 students each, and they both are in grades 9 through 12, and they both are IB for all. We could have built to one school for 800, but uh, we felt that uh, relationships would be enhanced uh, to a great deal by being able to walk down the hallway and knowing something about each student and uh, asking our faculty to um, not only develop strong relationships within a class, but beyond class in the hallways and, and uh, helping uh, students realize that uh, our faculty are really, really interested in them as people and and uh, helping them become all they can be. So those are some of the guiding principles that we use. And um, I think uh, there's a lot of emphasis on curriculum and teaching and uh, ways of creating learning. But I think sometimes um, schools don't um, realize the great, powerful, the, the impact that school culture can have on uh, deep learning. So uh, we also look at it, how we approach things and everything that we do is very intentional to get back to uh, striving for the most learning possible in each student. So, um, you know, we try to make it not competitive. We don't do uh, ranking class. We don't have National Honor Society. We don't have salutatorians and valedictorians. We try to make it all about a student and reaching their own personal potential and not not being about uh, how I'm doing compared to the student sitting on either side of me. It's how am I doing compared to my potential. And I think if, if schools can get over the hump from making it so highly competitive cutthroat competition for students to try to be number one in the class. You know, very few people are number one in the class, but there are a lot of very successful people that uh, uh, were all over the map in comparison to to uh, other students, uh, but they're still uh, very successful. So I think reaching your potential is what we need to preach uh, to students and to, to help students realize. So some of the prevailing conventional wisdom out there says that kids and high school students especially don't care about their own potential. How do you help them care? What do you do to to make it so kids are the ones making those decisions? 
Well, I think uh, in some some of those cases, I think uh, students uh, need a lot of uh, support and and guidance and counseling and developing relationships uh, with with adults in the building that uh, care about them and and can talk with them about who they are, where they are going with the, their lives, and um, helping them understand how they may be getting in their own way of, of being successful. And I think uh, it's important to, to help kids understand that, that uh, whatever they do in school may have an impact on their ability to be highly capable, functioning, uh, effective adult in society. And I, I think uh, helping students understand that they have a special place in contributing to the good of their local community and the, and to the world. And so there, there are so many different kinds of programs and, and ways we attack that. I don't have time to go into a lot of detail here, but I think sometimes schools have built up traditions and uh, events and different things that send messages that detract from uh, the focus on student learning. And I think um, the schools uh, could be well served by stepping back and thinking about, okay, how does how is this helping student learning? How is this getting in the way of student learning? What are the unintended consequences of doing things this way? I think sometimes we go along in a rut and, and do things the way we've done, always done them. And we don't uh, ask ourselves on a daily or hourly basis uh, about different things that we've done. The three questions that we always ask, what went really well? What didn't go as well as we hoped or planned? And if we're going to do that over again, how would we do it in a different way to have an an impact on student learning? But I would say that uh, the other thing that uh, I would share is that uh, recruiting uh, outstanding faculty is the most important thing that I do. I try to hire great people and stay out of the way and uh, ask a few questions around the edges. And I think it's the relationship between faculty and and students is the most important thing about schools. It's not what the school building looks like, what kind of uh, beautiful mansion uh, or uh, palace a school is. It's more about the relationship between faculty and students that makes all the difference. and if the focus is on helping each student maximize their potential, then I think uh, people understand why we exist and what direction we're trying to go. That was a really great interview with Eric Heiser. He sounds like a fantastic leader that I hope you learned a lot from. Next week, we are going to talk about how he is still improving even when his school is doing great. And he's going to share some ideas about questions you can ask in the interview process. Transformative Principal is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com to hear more great podcasts that will help you improve your teaching and leading. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals.
That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.